0: Neal Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware Dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours.
1: So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neal. All right, Stubby, thank you very, very much. And our two begins with um, just a couple of suggestions for you. Uh, One is, let's uh, get a couple more calls in here. We have Stephen Keller, and we're going to him in just a moment. And after that, we may be going to you. And uh, the only way I can do that is if you call us. We make no outgoing calls. That'd be weird, wouldn't it? Hi, it's Neil. Want to go in the air with me? No? Really don't. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. So, you need to call me. It's 888-787-KLIF, 888 If you have questions about uh, how you can get through the next four or five weeks with the plants that you have, let me hear from you, and I'll be glad to try to help. Um, if you have St. Augustine diagnostic questions, I have them answered on my website, along with a bunch of photos. It'll help speed things along for you so you can you can figure out what's going on with your lawn. So uh, those I, I chose to put there. It's easier there than in a long call here on the air. But otherwise, give me a call, 888-787-5543 and we'll talk about things. As I mentioned earlier, this is the time that we normally would be planting many of our fall vegetables, beans, cucumbers, squash, um, uh, any of the uh, any of the small melons, corn. Um, It's too late to plant tomatoes unless you go with a really fast variety and especially if you grow it in a in a large 10 gallon pot so that you could move it into the uh, into the garage or into protection if you get a late October uh, freeze or frost like we often have. So, oh, gosh, this is a crazy place to garden, you know. Normally, we, we say that the 4th of July is a, is the prime time for planting fall tomatoes. There are a lot of annual color plants that you can plant right now that will color up beautifully for fall. Sometime in the next two or three weeks, you can plant zinnia transplants and marigold transplants, and then the hot weather plants such as Cora, uh, Vincas, uh, also, or Periwinkles. Also, uh, you can plant uh, the subtropical things such as purple fountain grass and copper plants, Uh, Coleus. If it's been exposed to a fair amount of light, you can still plant it wax begonias in the shade, just a lot of things you can plant now. But it's best to, uh, to survey where you're going to plant them and then buy plants at the nursery that are going to go into that same amount of lighting. In other words, if it's, if it's a, a bed that you have that has morning sun, afternoon shade, try to find the plant at the nursery that is being held in a spot that has morning sun and afternoon shade. Match it up. Alright, lines are filled. Let me get this uh, break out of the way. It's a short break and then we'll go back to Steve and Keller, our first call up for this hour. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings. They think of durable metal roofing. But the name Mueller means so much more. M-U-E-L-L-E-R. means you'll have a product that's been manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers to help design the building of your dreams. It means you'll have a company in business for 90 years, standing behind and your warranty, and it means you get tons of added value, roofing site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. And Mueller is on the cutting edge, designing and manufacturing new products like uh, their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. To find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 8772683553, Or stop by one of their 33 locations. That's MuellerInc.com because Mueller means more. Mueller means quality steel buildings and durable metal roofing.
2: I'm Carrie from Ace Hardware of Richardson at the corner of Coit and Beltline. When you need reliable localized help and you're looking for great authentic Yeti products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil.
1: Thank you, Carrie, very very much, and we go back to the phone lines now we get to Steve in Keller. Thanks for waiting so patiently. How can I help you?
3: Hello, Mr. Neal. Yes, uh, this is Steve, and I've uh, been listening to you for many, many years and, no, none of you none of you ever since my dad used to do some of your remotes way back in the late 70s. Oh, sir. When, uh, Thank when you, you were at uh, I think y'all did some uh you were on the radio. Was it WFAA radio? WFAA
1: 570 same frequency. Yep. Yes, sir.
3: Yep, same frequency but different uh different uh, station there at that time, mm-hmm. but he mm-hmm. He was the engineer that did some of your remotes when you were fabulous uh, off different places. Anyway, I've got an uh, uh, English ivy problem uh, that my late wife had planted probably 10, 12 years ago. And it's out on my uh, east side of my uh, house underneath trees, underneath big cedar elms. And it's been, been doing quite well up until this this year and or this summer. And I don't know whether it's a... Uh, watering problem or or what but on both sides of the sidewalk uh they're they're not connected both sets of english ivy uh big areas are dying out uh splotches of green are still in there but um a lot of brown a lot of brown leaves a lot of brown runners uh, i'm out here right now um with my hands on it here and and uh I don't know whether it's a, a watering problem that maybe I didn't get enough water to it early on in the, in the first part of the summer, mm-hmm. and then I started watering a little bit better uh, come about mid-June or later, uh, but um, uh, my sprinkler system was on the blink back uh, first part of the summer, and I was just hand-watering sometimes, so, right. um, so I don't know whether I just got caught up with uh, it getting too dry early on or or what but uh it, it's uh, for the last three or four weeks it's been getting on uh it's a good amount of water uh, but the wise.
1: but the browning started prior to the last three or four weeks
3: yes all right yes,
1: it did all right um let's see what do i want to ask first has anything changed about the amount of sunlight that that these areas are getting has any- no sir no no nope. limb breakage in the ice storm or anything like that? No,
3: nope, no. Nope. Uh, these trees are probably 40, 35, 40-year-old 40 trees. They've gotten pretty mature now. Uh, I have had a little bit of uh, limbs taken out of it, but that was two or three years ago. Okay. Um, but for the most part, it's shady up here in the afternoons.
1: Okay. Uh, that is one thing that would cause the problem would be just scorch of uh, the intense sun. When, when we plant English ivy, this is not an answer for you at this point. I'll, I'll come back to your answer. When we plant English ivy in a, in a, you know, if somebody had a fruitless mulberry that was 30 years old and they wanted to plant English ivy beneath it, I would encourage them to plant something else because the life expectancy of the fruitless mulberry wouldn't be much longer than what it already has or an Arizona ash or something else. Um, and, once the tree is gone, then the English ivy is just going to scorch and burn. That's what I was getting at. In this case, the mm-hmm. cedar elm has a, a long life expectancy, and unless a limb breaks, then then uh, the English ivy is not likely to scorch. I think you have identified your problem correctly. I think it probably got too dry back early in the summer. That's about the only thing that would cause um, uh, that to happen. Uh, is there anything different about the soil in the two areas that are are browning? No. No all sir, right.
3: uh, um, it's all remained the same. Okay. Um,
1: well, I don't mean that if it's changed, but I just wondered if, in in working yes. in your yard, if you've noticed that uh, construction sand was put there 30 years ago no. or anything like no. that. No. Okay. No sir. Well, my my guess is that it probably just got too dry. I have one area of um, purple winter creeper euonymus that I'm probably going to have to re- replace. Uh, it is in an out-of-the-way part of our yard, and a man who was working with me one day said, you need to go down there, and and I was having some, some mobility problems at the time. He said, I know it's a hard thing to get down there, but we had a water line break, and the sprinklers weren't working properly there. And okay. that area, it's about oh, the size of a dining room table, just totally dried up, and I lost all of that uh, winter creeper. And okay. that's what happens. It doesn't take very long at these temperatures. I think it is. Do, do you for think, uh,
3: with the green that I do have, some of it being green, will that eventually work its way back into where it's um, living if all can the can way around?
1: Absolutely, keep it moist. Yes, it will. Yes, it okay. will. It okay. just depends on how big the gaps are between the, the green stuff.
3: Okay. Okay. All right. But just keep it uh, more moist than what I what i did back in the first part of the summer i take it that's a a low bar to jump
1: (laughs) if it was dry (laughs) it's that's an easy one to 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 clear uh what i would do is probably that that case but i'd probably either mow it or trim it with a line trimmer i'd probably use a line trimmer because you have better control and just get the brown stuff off so it looks a little little bit better and then you can kind of monitor if you see new green growth coming up are all of the runners completely brown in those areas
3: uh some are some aren't well, the ones that where the brown leaves are, and there's no leaves, yes, those those runners are I can just snap them off like they are dead. I'll just snap one off right there with the okay uh, if you have areas that are, if you have
1: areas that are three feet away from anything alive, you might want to buy a few gallon containers of of uh, new plants and plant them in that's up to you. It will spread it will you. eventually cover, but it might take a couple of years. I got you,
3: okay. Okay, all right. That that pretty much. I I just wanted to confirm what I was thinking, but I wasn't sure if it was some other kind of disease or something no. that maybe cropped it. Doesn't sound okay. like it. Doesn't sound like. Okay. like it. Okay, all right. Well, good to hear from much. you. Thanks for you the too. call. Uh-huh. Bye bye.
1: All right, Debbie in Jacksboro, Joy in Big Spring. We're going going west. That's good. Like that. That's good coverage, too. Let me tell you about, and I'll come right to you. Let me tell you about the fifth printing of Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. This is my book, and it is available to you two ways. One is by phone, by calling my office Monday through Friday, and the other is from the website, neilsperry.com, and that's available 24-7. And uh, that is the preferred way uh, to suggest that you order it because you can learn more about the book that way and you also uh, can order it right away if you want to while you're thinking about it. And uh, we clear those orders more frequently. And, and uh, anyway, it doesn't matter, but that's, that's the other option. This Spray's Lone Star Gardening, 344 pages, 840 of my photographs printed in San Antonio by Clear Visions uh, Press, and uh, they do beautiful work, and I'm really glad that I found them. Um, my good uh, uh, friend Colin helped me, Colin Flood helped me find them, and uh, I'm eternally grateful. I lost Colin uh, about two years ago, and, and uh, he just did me a really good deed by finding. Clear Visions. And the Universal Book Bindery in San Antonio does did and does all the binding of this. While I still have copies of the fifth printing, they are $32.95. I'm clearing them out and then we're going to take delivery on the sixth printing and it will be $38.95. And I'd like to get uh, this in your hands if at all possible. I have taken all of them into my garage, all this, the fifth printing, And to save $6 and to be able to get it right away, that's a pretty good deal for you. I sign every copy as it sells. That is why you won't find this book in stores and you won't find it on Amazon or any other company's website. It's available only from my website or by calling my office. And uh, Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2 is the 48-page calendar of when to plant, prune, fertilize, and protect all of the plants that you're working so hard to grow. Chapters 3 through 11 are trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, then two large chapters on annuals and perennials, lawns and fruit and vegetables, Oh, there's a lot of information in this book. It will help you succeed in gardening in Texas. I don't think you'll need any other gardening reference, but that's my opinion. I'm a little close to that forest. You'll have to make the judgment. I guarantee your satisfaction or I'll refund every penny you spend. I've not been asked to refund on any book out of 75,000 copies sold. Again, here are the two ways you can buy it. You'll get a signed copy. I'll be signing tonight, tomorrow uh, evening, and monday i'll take them to the post office on tuesday you can order by calling my office monday through friday business hours 800 752 grow 800 752 4769 but the better way is to order at neil sperry n e i l s p e r r y .com
2: At Lens Landscape Lighting, our certified electricians and designers can upgrade your outdoor lights, even vintage fixtures, to energy-efficient LED technology with just the right balance of warm and cool lights. Lens will illuminate the distinctive features of your home from every angle, every night. Let Lens create a nightscape that no matter how you look at it, makes your home shine. Lens Landscape Lighting, we light the way you live. For more info, go to LensLighting.com. LensLighting.com
1: i had a wonderful opportunity yesterday morning and that was to visit for three hours with a hero of mine a friend of mine a sponsor of mine an advertiser and his name is now officially grandpa grandpa so let me tell you a little bit about Arborological Services and how much I appreciate their sponsorship, and then we'll come back to that conversation. This is the company that has been in business for, uh, what is it now, 40 they're in their 42nd year in business, and uh, they are just the best it gets. They have won all the awards, and uh, some of those awards are named for their people, and uh, when you want the best in tree service work by carefully trained foresters and horticulturists and plant pathologists, you call arborological services. Their number is 866-552-7267, and uh, you'll have a, 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 a person put on your job who will look after your trees and then bring a crew to do any work that is required to look after your trees. From complete tree management to fertilizing, pruning, cabling and bracing, insect and disease control, even if you ever need it, consultation, damage assessment and appraisal. If you're doing construction and you want to make sure that your trees are protected, even we were talking about lightning arrest and how they do that. Steve Hauser, my friend, and now Grandpa. Oh, he is so proud, and that we're so excited for Steve. But to sit there and visit with him, one of the very first, if not the first person in Texas to be named Arborist of the Year. And after he left our sunroom, I said to our grandson, Joseph, who had been witness to it all and listened to it all, I said, you have just listened to the most respected tree man in the state of Texas. Arborological Services. It doesn't get any better than what they can do for your trees. 866-552-7267. Arborological.com. Facebook Arborological Services, Inc. Twitter at The Tree Experts. This is the company you need to call Arborological Services.
2: I'm Hillary. I work with all five Jabo's Ace Hardware locations. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community, someone who's there to answer your questions. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil.
1: Thank you, Hillary. Let's go back to the phone lines. We go to Debbie in Jacksboro. Debbie, this is Neil. Good afternoon.
2: Good afternoon. How are you?
1: I'm wonderful. How can I help you?
2: Okay. I had a tree. We had lightning hit the tree a week ago. And a tree real close to my house, and uh, it's about seventy-five to eighty inches around. But the it hit lightning hit, 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 hit it, and it just made two streaks down the tree. They're not real wide at the very most; they're about three inches wide, and it's basically just blew the bark off. Those stripes, and, just in,
1: in the in the two and a half or three inch wide stripes.
2: That's right. That's right. Okay. And we're just trying to save it, you know, keep it alive.
1: What kind of tree is it?
2: It's an oak tree.
1: Okay. Well, um, it's good that the uh, that the tree wasn't split. That happens. I mean, they sometimes mm-hmm. you'll you'll have a, a pile of uh, splinters when when lightning strikes. It's it's great that the bark wasn't split completely off. That happens. You you find just bark all over the yard, so those are good signs. Um, you know from just hearing about lightning strikes all of your life that no two are the same, and that uh, when a when a tree is hit by lightning or when a person is hit by lightning, some people uh, have their hair put on end, and and other people are killed by lightning strikes. Mm -hmm. And so there's everything in between. Um, And it's the same with trees. It sounds to me, just hearing your description, sounds to me like the tree came out pretty well. Uh, How do the leaves look? If you stand back uh, 50 feet or 100 feet away and look at the tree, how does it look? Does the canopy look about the same as it did before?
2: It did. It's just there's four of the trees right in the same area, and they all look alike. In fact, it matches all the trees. Because they just <clears throat> basically because of the heat. So you know?
1: you're not, yeah, I understand that. You're not seeing any uh, unusual browning any more than the other trees have.
2: That's right. It's all about the same.
1: All right, then. I, my guess would be that this tree will um, uh, will uh, uh, just recover on its own. It will form bark across those splits. Is the wood internally within where, where the bark is split off, can you see any cracks in the wood within the tree?
2: No, I cannot.
1: That's another good sign. Um, there was a time in our family 25 years ago that we had some some struggles with, with one of our children, and uh, people who have listened to me a long time are aware of that, and uh, it was pretty well documented, and I gave a lot of talks at that point, and one of the talks that I gave frequently referred to a pecan tree that was about a mile and a half down the county road from our house. That tree was hit by lightning about the same time that our family had its problems. And uh, that tree sounds just like your oak. It it had a big gap on one side. I didn't, because of poison ivy, didn't climb into the, the woodland behind it and look at the backside, but I could see the one side had a gap about four inches across. Uh, and a little bit of damage into the wood of the tree. But that tree mm-hmm. stood strong and gradually, uh, bark formed across that wound, and over a period of uh, probably eight or 10 years, that tree healed. And now you can't tell that there was ever a lightning strike to that tree. It it hangs cool. out over the county road and it's a magnificent big old pecan tree. And so yeah. trees have a, a, the ability to heal themselves. It's usually better not to do too much to them. If you have an arborist in Jack County, a certified arborist, International Society of Arboriculture certified arborist, he or she would be the one to contact. I'm not sure that you will have, but if you do, that would be the first to contact. Yeah. Okay. And otherwise, I would just keep the tree moist and, you know, as best you can, take good care of it as best you can, but I'll bet it'll be fine.
2: So you don't need to put anything where the bark has come away from the tree. No,
1: absolutely not.
2: Okay. All right. I just want to check. We just hope we keep it because it's, uh, it's a beautiful tree.
1: Sounds sounds like uh, sounds like the best thing you can do is nothing at this point.
2: Uh, sounds good. That's the best news I've heard all day.
1: <laughs> well, hope I'm right. <laughs>
2: I know. Yeah. Uh, Thank
1: you, Debbie. Good luck with it. Take care. All right, we'll go there uh, from Jacksboro to Big Spring in just a second. Joy, please wait one more time. I I wanted to make sure she got a a really good answer. Let me see what... you know what, now I don't want to get myself that far behind. My answer won't take very long to help you, Joy, and I can help you, so stay with me. He wants to get rid of uh, grass burrs, sticker burrs, so I can help. But let me uh, let me do this uh, break first. This is for Whiz Stone. Since 1983, the experts at Whiz Stone have been leaders in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association, leaders across the Metroplex and beyond, turning landscape dreams from you and me into reality, they can help you take photographs into their uh, showroom. They have a, a wonderful headquarters building where you can sit down with their people, and you can show them what you have seen and other landscapes that you really like. And you can ask them, well, how much would that, uh, how much stone would that take? What's this going to cost me? And do you know somebody who can do this work for me? Now, there are some jobs that you can do yourself. You know, I, I'm all. Uh, in for easy jobs that I can, can, I can do some walkways and pathways, I can't do a flagstone, got to lay it together like a jigsaw puzzle. I find that there are workers who do that who just are masterful at it, and Whiskey Stone knows who those people are. Uh, I I can do a retaining wall up to about 12 or 14 inches, but there are masters who can build giant retaining walls that can hold back the soil, and they know the people who can do that. They know the people who can build fountains. Not Neil, but they know the people who can and when I get river rock I can do edging with that. I can use it for decorative accents instead of more ground cover just as a nice point counterpoint. They have all of that and decorative gravel and pavestone and everything that you could possibly want in hardscaping for your landscape. They know how much to deliver. You you tell them how tall and how long that retaining wall needs to be, they'll, they'll nail it. They know how much of a given type of stone you'll need to have. So for all of your stone and gravel and decorative stone needs, go to Whiskey Stone. Open Monday through Saturday at 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. 22 acres of stone. 4501 East Loop 820 South. That's in Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822. Again, 817-429-0822, whiz-q.com. It's WhizQ Stone.
0: This is the Ben Shapiro Show.
1: You do have to recognize that the, the movement that we have
0: seen on the left from leave us alone in the privacy of our bedrooms to we need all of our activities celebrated by law and our perspectives must be ingrained in every legal institution to the point that we can sever every bond between human beings, including the closest bond that exists between mother and child. That is all part of the same concerted push against traditional values. I'm Ben Shapiro. Join me Monday afternoon from 2 to 4 right here on Real News and Information 570 KLIF.
1: My newsletter is called Gardens. It's free and always will be. It's an electronic newsletter that comes from my computer to your email. We have about 80,000 subscribers and um, it has a very high open rate people like e gardens and i'm really happy about that I've been doing it for about 18 years i spend a day and a half to maybe two days a week working on e gardens one of the stories in e gardens is always a featured plant of the week something is very colorful or very tasty at that exact time of the year or in a, a, a few cases something needs to be planted right at that time of the year Another of the stories is always gardening this weekend where I point out the things that are most critical, most timely for the ensuing three or four days. It comes out on Thursday, so that gives you Thursday night to read it, Friday and Saturday to get the things bought and then put in place. And one of the stories is our Q&A section, which has greatly expanded. It used to be a question, a featured question of the week, something I'd been asked several times in the recent week. Now it is... Uh, You're sending questions to me, and I answer them. I answer 12 or 15 questions each week. So that's, uh, that's a really nice feature, and people are saying how much they enjoy that. We leave five issues of eGardens up in place so you can go back and see the questions people have asked and maybe some of your questions that's Neil Sperry's e-gardens free and always will be i will never give or sell your email address to anybody nor will i ever spam you myself so you don't have anything to worry about sign up for it today if you want to see the most recent issue and just see if you want to be a part of it go to neilsperry.com same place you go to buy my book n-e-i-l-s-p-e-r-r-y dot com click on e-gardens It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. Let's talk about some ways you can make your own pathways through your landscape. Maybe it's do-it-yourself concrete stepping stones. These could be concrete rounds that you buy at the hardware store or the nursery. You could also make your own out of forms that you build out of wood. You can recycle those forms many times. You could also use interlocking concrete stones. These have been in the North Texas marketplace 30 or 35, maybe 40 years. They install over beds of packed brick sand, and they're wonderful. Speaking of brick, you could actually use brick. You want to use hard-fired brick that won't deteriorate in contact with the soil. I have antique brick pavers for a walkway in our landscape, and it's beautiful. And you could also use pine bark mulch poured out as a pathway in your landscape. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. Thank you, sir. Let me tell you about Ace Hardware. We've been talking about Ace because they're the place with the helpful hardware, folks, but they also are the place with all kinds of home items. Whether you need plumbing supplies or maybe it's paint supplies, uh, maybe it's housewares, whatever it is, and certainly maybe it's garden supplies. Stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Ace 50-foot all-season SmartFlow Max garden hose. Just $34.99. Ace SmartFlow Max is the best premium hose for all your watering needs. Reflex mesh technology prevents all kinking and twisting. Triple frame technology further prevents kinking and adds durability crush-proof couplings. It has it all going for it, and you'll be mighty happy that you stop by. That's Ace 50-foot all-season smart flow Max Garden Hose for $34.99. You better stock up. You're going to need it. It's a long, hot, dry summer. Ace stores, parts of our neighborhoods, each owned by a member of the community, so you're getting help from people you already know. Let them know you listen to the program. Let them know, please, that you appreciate their sponsorship. And take a look at that water bubbler, Odds are they have it. That's uh, what you heard earlier. And uh, they are the ones who have gone out of their way to stalk the merchandise that we talk about here on the air. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware
3: folks. They're not your father's old-time talk radio show. Experience the next generation of talk. Talk. Markley, Van Camp and Robbins.
0: Liberals, are you upset about the Supreme Court? Just buy an electric vehicle. That's it. The answer to every question is buy an electric vehicle.
3: Weekdays at
1: noon on 570-KLIF. I want to talk to you about sunburst shutters right now because they are a godsend when it comes to the summertime or the wintertime. You know, you walk by your windows in spring and fall and you say, I really like the looks of those sunburst shutters. You walk by your windows now and you realize how much heat they are keeping out of your house. They are so energy efficient in the wintertime, how much cold they are keeping out of your house. They are so energy efficient. They're made of polywood. P-O-L-Y, polywood, a man-made material that doesn't crack or warp or split or peel. And they have so much going for them. They're either white or off-white, so they match any decor in your home. They can even be painted if you need to uh, match other uh, uh, trim colors and other things in your house. They can be faux-stained. These are plantation-style shutters with the big louvers two-and-a-half, three-and-a-half, and and all the way up to big four-and-a-half-inch louver size. They are fabulous, and they operate so easily. If you want to go to their showroom, they'll be happy to give you directions when you call their number, but they're equally happy to come to your home and save on your gasoline. So give them a call. Invite them out. They're nice people. You'll be really happy for this lead. Sunburst Shutters, also available in Austin, San Antonio, Houston, and Waco sunburstshutters.com and that's 214-343-2601. Let me get this where I can read it better. That's 214-343-2601. Set an appointment for a free estimate. 214-343-2601.
3: sunburstshutters.com. Hello, I'm Sonny from Commerce Ace Hardware. We are your source of those great steel products. Count on us for friendly service you can trust. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil.
1: All right, Sonny, thank you very, very much. Let's go to Big Spring. Finally, we have Joey on the air. Joey, thanks for waiting. How can I help you?
3: Well, we've got these stickers, and they uh, seem to crop up. I don't know how to get rid of them the best way. Uh, Mowing them doesn't work, of course, but Wanted to know what kind of application I could put on there, and uh, to get rid of them, and uh, get my grass, my Bermuda, to get nice and fluffy and green again.
1: All right. Are you talking about what I might class as grass burrs? Yes. All right. Um, I just want to make sure we're not talking about goat heads. Um, grass burrs, sticker burrs are um, a grass, as, as uh, luck would have it. And so as a result, you can use a pre-emergent weed killer. Uh, the the somewhat bad news is I can't help you with the ones that are out there right now. They've already germinated, they're growing, and the seeds are uh, the the stickers, the, the burrs. And so we've got to live with those this year, but we can stop them from now on. Uh, the pre-emergent weed killers stop seeds as they try to germinate. And so you must apply the pre-emergent weed killer, as the name implies, before they emerge. Um, And and so the granules need to go on the ground before these seeds try to germinate, to sprout. And in big spring, that's going to be between the 5th and 15th of uh, March. And then you have to repeat it between the 5th and 15th of June. The products that uh, will do that, there are several. The three most common ones are... Uh, uh, Baylan, which is usually in feed stores Um, you can also use dimension d-i-m-e-n-s-o-i-o-n and that is usually in nurseries retail nurseries and then halts h-a-l-t-s which is a weed x w-e-e-d-e-x and that would be available in uh, hardware stores usually and uh, there's crossovers, okay. that some places handle two, and 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 so forth. But you would apply those the first, well, between the fifth and fifteenth of March, and then ninety days later, fifth and fifteenth of June. You must apply them before the seeds germinate. Once they germinate, you've blown it for another entire year. The reason for the second application is that the products are effective for about a hundred days, and the growing season in Big Spring is more than a hundred days.
3: Right. Well, I enjoyed your show. Thanks very much for the information. Well, I recorded it, so now I've got it and I can use it next year. There you go. We're going to Thank get your book and get on the e e-guard. Thank you so much. Now. Good
1: deal. It's all in both of those, too, so it'll be there for you also, Joey. Thanks so much for your patience. Let's go to uh, – let me give you the phone number because I won't run out of calls after my next call. 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. Call right now, please. I do not have Pastor Brummett this afternoon to talk birds. He's uh, o- occupied with something else, so – Give us a call. We're going right up to the end of the program, 888-787-5543. We go to John Paul in Colleyville. John Paul, this is Neil.
4: Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Neil. Um, I'll get to the point here. I have uh, two pecan trees. One of them's over 40 years old. And for whatever reason, uh, the leaves are turning brown and dropping off. And it's spreading to... A younger tree, which is only twenty years old, and all these trees I planted myself from seedlings. Um, any any thoughts or recommendations? Where I am I losing my trees, or do I just oh, I doubt it. it. I, doubt it. Um, I live
1: in a pecan forest. We have pecans and oaks completely shrouding our house. We're in eleven acres, and probably eight or nine of those acres are covered with pecans. And um, It's not uncommon by this time in a summer for the leaves to start falling. Autumn starts by late summer and continues until 1st of December. It it makes it just miserable to try to keep the leaves picked up. Um, Usually by by late summer, uh, either drought or uh, pecan aphids will cause the leaves to fall prematurely. This year, it's drought. I don't see much evidence of pecan aphids on them. Pecan aphids okay. will cause the leaves to become rather sticky, and when you park beneath the trees, you'll get little driplets of water on them. Right, the, right. Uh, right. right.
4: You've seen that. And, so should I keep the uh, well running underneath the trees a little bit more frequently than uh, yeah. than what I do with my oak trees? Not
1: not more than, than you would under the oaks. I keep my landscape irrigated. Uh, just for the shrubs and the ground covers. I don't have much grass left anymore because of the shade. But but uh, I, I worry more about those plants than I do about the pecans. And, um, But I don't think you would need to make a huge issue out of watering
4: the pecans. They'll be fine. Okay. All right. Well, uh, in the, the back half of my property, I have an acre, and uh, uh, that's where all the hand uh, planted trees over the years I've put in and and so I've got some mature trees and I noticed in my oak trees, if I can ask and make one more statement here. Sure. uh, In my oak trees, it appears that I'm losing, the limbs are losing all their leaves and it's kind of going up through the middle. Is that because of the drought as well? I've never had, I've never had this footprint on these trees before and we've had some hot, we've had hot summers (laughs) Yeah, I get that. that when uh, when did you first see that happening? Uh it's just been periodically this year. I mean it just started to where I'm losing uh um uh good hardwood limbs. What type of oak limbs. are you
1: talking about? Schumard
4: red oak or live oak? Uh I got both yeah but i'm seeing it on i'm seeing it on the red oak more than i am on the live oak i suspect that that is
1: leftover i I was talking to steve hauser about that yesterday i think that's probably more leftover damage from february of 2021 schumard red oaks were hurt um they're going to survive but they were hurt by the cold and um what we're seeing on a lot of Schumard red oaks, I'm not saying this is going to be a description of your plants, but uh, right. We're, right. We're, we're seeing, let's say we had a Schumard red oak that was 30 feet tall. Now we're seeing a Schumard red the same tree with great canopy to 20 feet and then horns sticking out 10 feet out that are dead and uh,
4: 10 feet of dead branches up above. There are a lot yeah, no, of those I'm not, around town. Excuse me, I'm not faced with that. It's all internal. It's all under the canopy.
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't, I I don't think that's anything to worry about then, unless you see bark that has come completely off and split branches uh, from some kind of fracture. I wouldn't worry. Let me me go back to your question about watering the pecans. You will never hurt them by watering. If you have access to water and you're not under any water curtailments, it won't hurt them to water them and soak them deeply. A time or two between now and the end of the drought or the end of the summer, right. I don't know that you would have to do that because pecans are native plants that have survived this kind of silliness before. Right. But yeah. so, but it won't—it certainly won't hurt. It, it would be to their advantage, and the same with
4: well, the oaks. You know, I'm fortunate we have a well, so I'm not—I'm not tied to the city water uh, expense. And so, in the back field, I just use the well back there. And then the irrigation, I have—I I run for my plants and all the other gardens and stuff. I run off the well, but it's on a on a system, not not hand. I hand water. Do you, do water you have and, soluble salts in that water from the well? Uh, no, I I I don't have a problem with it. I mean, I don't. It's only fifty six feet deep. And yeah, I got you need to have a, a. You 40. need to
1: have that water tested at some point and see if there's soluble salts in that water, mineral salts, yeah. sodium, for example, because that uh, could do that could do damage to the leaves and that might be a source of some problems in the long run if you're doing okay, a lot of
4: irrigating it. with it. Okay, well, I'll take. Uh, I've been here forty forty seven years. And I, that's I understand that, that and idea. I've been doing this for fifty two years. A lot
1: of people yeah. who put wells in are finally told. To get water that doesn't have sodium in it you have to go a thousand feet in in the area where i live i don't live in oh Colorado. wow wow yeah so so just well, be careful i gotta run system. i'm way behind schedule but yes sir. But, thank uh, you do, do some checking you betcha take care same people who do the soil testing can do water well testing for you at a&m let me tell you about the fifth printing of neil spray's lone star gardening while i still can as long as i have copies of my fifth printing of my book uh, I will sell it to you at 32.95. It is the summer special of the book. I'm, I'm clearing it out uh, to make room for the sixth printing, which will have two paragraphs that refer to the uh, cold spell of 2021. Only difference. Only difference. And that printing will be 38.95. This is 32.95. If you'd like to get it, I will be happy to sign it and put it in the mail day after. Well, let's see. it be on Tuesday, three days from now. And I sign every copy as it sells. That's why the book is not in stores and not on Amazon. I'm not trying to make the maximum dollar from it. Obviously, at $32.95 for a hardback book printed in Texas on high-quality paper, I'm not trying to make the maximum dollar. Um, If this book were in stores, it would be $50, $55. But uh, I think you'll find that this book will pay for itself very, very quickly. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening, Chapter 2, will help this book pay for itself quickly because that's the 48 page calendar of when you plant, prune, fertilize, and spray all the plants in your landscape and garden. All the things you need to keep on, on track uh, with, uh, instead of writing them on a calendar somewhere, they're there waiting for you. You just turn the page, and there's what's coming up for August or whatever. Each time a month changes now chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in texas chapter 2 is that calendar chapters 3 through 11 are trees shrubs vines ground covers annuals perennials lawns fruit and vegetables book is not in stores it's not on amazon it's in my garage and it will be in your mailbox if you order it right away two ways you can order you can call my office monday through friday business hours that's 800 752 grow eight hundred seven five two four seven six nine. the better way is to order it right now from my website at neilsperry.com satisfaction guaranteed or i'll refund every penny you invest that's eight hundred seven five two four seven six nine, 752 4769 and uh, the uh, website is neilsperry.com Com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa. Join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Tommy, very much. Normally at this time, I would be inviting Pastor Brummett to uh, talk, or Tommy, as we all know him, to uh, talk to us about wild birds of one sort or another, but Tommy is um, not uh, Not here. He's uh, uh, doing something else this afternoon. He said he would not be available, so we understand that. So I'm going to tell you about Wild Birds Unlimited instead. And I actually am going to put a disclaimer on this particular Wild Birds Unlimited ad to say that I'm giving this ad to them at no charge because I want to talk about one of their stores. I'll do this for the other two stores uh, sometime in the future. I want to tell you about Ron's store, his new location. Lynn and Joseph, our grandson Joseph and I, went in on, um, on Thursday, I guess it was, and uh, got to see the new store. Hadn't been there yet. It's been open several months and we just hadn't uh, hadn't made the pilgrimage and oh my gosh it is it is just fabulous now it's on uh, it's on abrams one block south of northwest highway and it's uh, it's been several other iterations of businesses over the years and you wouldn't know it when you see it it has been uh, it has been built so beautifully he has, and when you see his patio out front with his patio furniture and fountains and things, that part of the store alone is equal to the size that he had at his old location. And then you have the store and you have the meeting space and you have all the space for all of the seed and all of the garden accessories and all of the things in there. Ron is so proud of that store and he's proud of his people who are there working for him. I see that he did have Help Wanted sign up too. So if if you're interested, there you go. But oh my goodness, that's a lovely store and it's still under construction. There were still workers there finishing out flower beds and getting ready for planting. And, and oh, my goodness gracious, congratulations to Ron, who got me into the Wild Birds family. By uh, saying, hey, we'd like to talk to you about advertising. And I'm so glad he did because I love these stores, the other two stores, just to be fair to them. David's store is at 5715 West Lovers Lane next to Nicholson Hardy, and Bertie's store in McKinney, 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway near Tom Thumb and Ron's brand new store at 5708 Abrams, one block south of Northwest Highway. Congratulations, Ron, on that new store, wildbirdsunlimited.com, wbu.com slash dfw. I'm Scott from Lakewood Ace Hardware in Dallas. When you need reliable, localized help for your outdoor grilling needs, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now back to Neil. Thank you, Scott, very, very much. Let's go back to the phone lines and we will finish the program out. Let's go to Greg in Prosper. Greg, this is Neil. Good afternoon.
0: Hi, Neil. Um, I have uh, a planting of about 17 starry, starry night perennial hibiscus. They're they're doing very well um, so far in this heat. I know they, they tend to like the heat and humidity, but I have something that is chewing the leaves to pieces and uh, I got down in the plants. It looks like this insect shape is looks like a praying mantis, but it's not. Um, it's multicolored, so it's got kind of fluorescent colors in it, like an orange and a green. And it's got tentacles, sort of like a grasshopper, and it's got um, feet or appendages that look like a, a, a spider. So I don't know. <laughs> I really, really, and really, when I, I took pictures of it, I'll have to email them to you. But what I'm really looking for, I, I tried insecticidal soap. I'm trying to be organic and, and, and not kill the butterflies and the bees and everything else around. But I'm wondering if there's something that, that you can recommend that I could just knock out, punch the,
1: the, the darn insects. Right. Um, boy. That I don't know what that is from that description. Katie did's are the things that most normal how many of these did you see? Lots or just an occasional one?
0: Um I was only I was only able to, to get two. I actually smashed one in between my fingers and, and the leaves as they get exposed to the sun turn like this dark burgundy. And it was, you know, the liquid that was inside of it I could tell that was what was eating it. But but I could only find two, but but they're all planted in a row, like around the, the perimeter of the, the living room. And so they're hopping, I think, from one to the next or flying or however they're getting to where they're going. But I've got I've got some type of it, 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 they're eating off every single one, though. And, and now now the leaves are starting to look really bad in some of them.
1: OK, um, I think. I think you're going to need to use a general-purpose insecticide. I would get in front of a a set of insecticides and look. I would look for something that will kill katydids because I'll bet you if it isn't a katydid, they're, they they love the hibiscus clan. They, uh, they do. They look okay. kind of like a greenhouse, a, greenhouse, a uh, grasshopper, and... Um, I, I'm not familiar with any orange coloration on katydids, dids, but that's what I would look for. The secret in spraying is to spray downward. There probably will be there probably will be an organic control out of that, but in this one case, I I would just spray down into the plants, and you don't need to worry about hitting other things. I'm out of time, but that's what I would do, and just spray down into them. I got to run. Thanks for listening, everybody. Happy gardening.